Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle. Yeah. Um, you've had quite an eventful week. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, and I, why even bother talking about it? Let's talk about something What's else. That? Yeah. So I have been, <laughs> well, I wanted to warm, I, I feel like anytime we go into a heavy topic first, I feel like we, like, I don't know. I just, am not as happy with the result. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you some of the stupid bullshit I'm into this week because every okay. week there's some new stupid bullshit and we've always been. We've always been a big on, on shaming me about it. Uh, since the early days of the show, when I admitted my addiction to dark web mystery box videos, Oh man! which I don't watch anymore. Cause nobody's making that content anymore. And That's fair. So sad. Well, they're all dead now. Cause they were all killed oh, by the right. dark web yeah. ghost mafia people. Yeah. And the curses and stuff and, and the Dybbuk boxes with the yeah. curses and the genies and such. But I got really into about three weeks ago watching gameplay of a video game called Project Zomboid. Okay. Have you ever heard of Project Zomboid? No, I haven't. Project Zomboid is a computer game. It's a game you play on the computer. And it's it's basically, it's not... um, a sim game it's a simulation game so it does a lot of like mathematics and stuff like that to to simulate the challenge of being in a zombie apocalypse so like your character gets hungry your character needs shelter and food if it eats a raw rat it gets depressed and can potentially die of food poisoning things like that so like if your character is eating raw oats because you found Mm -hmm. oats and you just said eat they get depressed even though their hunger goes down. But if you, if you get to a house that has power on and you find a pan, you can cook the oats and Mm -hmm. eat them out of a bowl. And the more you do, that's like a human experience, the happier your character will be. Okay. And that's one small element of it. There are other things too. Like you learn how to fashion, uh, armor, like, you know, so that you can't be bit as easily and you can't be scratched mm-hmm. as easily. And you set difficulties. You set how many zombies spawn, how many, uh, you know, how much food there's going to be available when you break into houses. You can also like, you know, uh, tear apart furniture and get the boards and like hammer up windows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the, And there's all kinds of other skills and, and things you can unlock. It's a fun game to watch people play because it's all strategy. And it's all about like, oh, my character needs uh, fresh water. I don't know how I'm going to carry enough fresh water. I'm going to go to a janitor's closet and empty the bleach bottles and fill them with water. You know, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. It's a lot of that, which makes it super duper fun. Yeah. But my favorite thing about when a video game is extremely well loved by a community is the refusal to let the game die. Like the refusal to let people get bored with it the refusal to give up on playing the game anymore. Cause project Zomboid has been out for over 10 years. Wow. It does get regular updates though. Like they'll get okay. it. 
there's there's a new update coming soon where they're going to add animals to the game. Oh. So you'll be able to have like a farm with animals and stuff like that, which could be pretty cool because that's one of the things you can learn how to farm. So you'll love this. For instance, if you're in a house and the power, depending on certain settings, the power may stay on for 20 days. It may stay on for 30 days. It may stay on for 10 days. It depends mm-hmm. on a bunch of factors and where you are in the city that you're, that you're playing. But when, uh, when you like, when the TV comes on, if you watch the show called life and living, you'll develop skill points towards things like fishing or hunting or building. You can, you can literally learn by reading books. You can learn all these things that you learn how to be a mechanic because they're like cars strewn everywhere, but they may not have keys or they may need a new tire or whatever. And if your character doesn't know how to do that, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Same goes for if your character doesn't know how to say hotwire a car because they don't, they're not a, um, whatchamacallit, you know, they're not a criminal. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the skills you can set is like, I want to be a criminal. That way you can hotwire cars. There's all kinds of ones. One of my favorites that's like a total nightmare is hemophiliac where you're just afraid of blood. But every time you kill a zombie, you get covered in blood. So I watched this one gameplay where this guy was trying to do everything and he had set his character as a hemophiliac and didn't realize how stressed out his character would be basically every second of every day. So he he dedicated like 10 in-game days to obtaining a power generator, learning how to use the power generator, and then using it to power a washing machine so that he could wear clean clothes. Oh, good. (laughs) So that he wouldn't go crazy and die of depression. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and the game gets harder and harder to play. The entire point is you will die. It, it, you will. So the reason I'm telling you all this is because there are people who do what they call series on Project Zomboid, which okay. is where they do like 20 minutes at a time of them doing a challenge or playing a game, a playthrough of it. But, you know, they break it into 20 minute chunks. So it's like an episode this week and then part two, part three, part four, part five, part six. And they've done all kinds of crazy ones. Like um, they did one that was uh, 30 days of night where it was uh, where it was like the zombies were super, super slow. But if they touched you at all, you just die. So it's more like and they refer to them as vampires because they're like role playing that they're different from Mm -hmm. normal zombies, stuff like that to keep the game interesting and keep it challenging. And there are like homemade mods that can make the game different, too. Okay. You can also play multiplayer with friends playing as other characters. So I'm now watching one of these guys doing a series. And I just watched the the sixth one during lunch today. Mm -hmm. Literally, (laughs) he's not even surviving the zombie apocalypse. Like there are zombies, but his goal is just to build a house from scratch using only the abilities of the characters you can develop. Okay. And he's like so far built and carpeted the bottom floor of a brand new house he built himself in the game. But you have to like keep training and studying and unlocking all of these things. And like when you're, um, when your skill is really low in carpentry, for instance, Mm -hmm. um, then when you like take apart a couch, there's a chance that it'll just break into a bunch of shit and and it won't be usable because you don't Mm -hmm. know what you're doing. So yeah. you have to be careful because like you might go through a house and disassemble everything and end up with only like five wood planks, which would be a bummer. So I just wanted yeah. to point out that yeah. like 
I just watched today's episode and I realized that he didn't even see a zombie that episode. And there are zombies in the game. He just set it to low. Mm-hmm. But it's still a zombie apocalypse. And he has to like drive his truck around. And the only advantages he gave himself are like a truck that functions because he needs to be able to haul things from all over. And, but he has to go find things and they made the food pretty uh, abundant, which really makes sense. Like you wouldn't want the food to not be abundant when the goal is to build a house. You would want to be able to have enough food. So there's lots of, there's plenty of food, not a ton of zombies, but everything else is a normal challenge. And I just realized I was like watching this zombie game, but I'm just watching this guy build a house. (laughs) The only thing that stinks is you can't build an A-frame because the game, generally speaking, the entire point of of the uh, the construction ability is to rebuild damaged things, like to you know rebuild a wall that zombies broke through, or fix a window that zombies broke, or or whatever. So they don't really expect you to need to build a roof from scratch. You should just be fixing a current roof. So there is no way to build a roof from scratch. So it's got to have a flat top uh, roof, but I just wanted to tell someone because it's so sad that I have gleefully been excited because he uploads almost every day, but not every single day. So every now and then there won't be one and then there'll be one the next day. I have been watching gleefully as this guy is just building a house in a game where you're supposed to fight zombies. Oh, so I watched one where he, he maxed out his mechanic ability so that he could see just how much you can take a car apart. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. Cool. So, so my point is I'm, I'm sad. I'm a sad person. And these are the things I like. <laughs> these I are the know. ways you, I spend my time. You you pretty much just told me about my comic. So like don't Well Yes and no. You should you should for research you should watch Project Zomboid plays. Maybe. Some of them are really, really fun. And they I love when they put like uh they put like challenges to themselves like one of them was like survive in only one house man that's hard because like once you run out of resources and stuff you can't the other one i really loved was the floor is lava Mm -hmm. where outside is just lava so like you can't step on the ground or you you lose so but they figured out that the game mechanics are a little broken so if you break a wall down and then just build a floor it doesn't have to be on anything like you could just so they literally build bridges from house to house to house which is great until the zombies get on the bridges then that's a very bad time yeah Yeah. and they do inevitably get on the bridges so yeah yay yay so now let's talk about something that actually matters but is equally potentially sad i suppose so i didn't think that was sad (laughs) That's the saddest part of the whole thing is Michelle's like, I think that was all fine. It's like, wow, she's not doing so good kids. No. So we talked a bunch about this last week, but last week Mm -hmm. you absolutely weren't allowed to just like say what was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now you want to tell, tell everybody what's been going on with your, your work life. I guess if you want me to, I mean, I, I, I do want you to. um yeah no i just my my job my my main job that i make the money at is Ah, laying off yeah the money is laying off 
Why did you move me? It had to be done. Why? It had to be done. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. Okay. (laughs) Keep talking. Uh, Um, um, um. (laughs) What's happened in your work life, Michelle? Um, so, so my main job that I make all the money at. um, All the money. Yeah. um, Every money. My entire area, region, everything is just uh, dissolving completely. Finally. Figuratively. It's not literally like people aren't melting in well, the streets, I mean, right? Well, I, does dissolve have to be physically melting? I feel like yes. I, I don't I mean, know. If it's literal. It's not literal. It's figuratively. They're figuratively dissolving. But okay, fine. Yeah. So. So yeah. Um. Um. I don't know. So that's going away. But they gave us like really, really advanced notice. Yeah. So now Three I months, have to. Right? Yeah. So now yeah. I have to work at a place that I don't really work at anymore for three months, and somehow still do an okay job so that I don't get fired. But I, I feel like it would take it would take a bit to get fired at this point. Um, I would, I would think so because uh, I, I, I might have like, you know, like they don't want people suing them and being like, Hey, you did that on purpose. Yeah. Well, cause um, it would be an obvious attempt to prevent giving them benefits that they were promised. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, so, so that's going on. And then yesterday I found out that I just got fired for my other job too. You so. didn't get, well, you did get fired. No, well, you didn't get fired. You got laid off again. These are both layoffs for the record. We're using fired for comedic purposes, but you were laid off of these two places. Okay. Well, cause it wasn't, you weren't let go because of your performance. You were, you were let go because of the company's performance. Maybe. No, no, the company. Well, I mean, if you believe, well, okay. So for the one that I just got <laughs> fired yesterday, I was laid off because of the company's performance yes. because they're doing really, really bad. Correct. The other one, I, I was not laid off because of the company's performance in a bad way. I was laid off because the company has decided that they should go public and they want to change the way that they're doing things. Oh, they weren't public before. That surprises they're not, me. They're not public now. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I mean, it makes sense. They'd want to get their financial ducks in a row. Yeah. But that's still not about your performance. That's about the company's performance that they felt the need Fine. to do that. Fine. Gosh. I mean, also it had to do with the, our partner as well, decide, making a, de- a decision. It was, yeah. I believe everybody's been asking me like, who was it? Who did this to us? And I was like, I don't know, probably everyone. So it sounds like a, like Putin to me. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So, uh, Shonam commented over on YouTube and said, I have never been fired. Well, good for you. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. I've only been fired once. And it was at my last, the last job I had, which was almost, wow, June 4th, it's going to be eight years that I got fired from that job. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's a long time to not have a straight job. But, uh, <laughs> but I might talk about that more later because this is more prying. But if I don't bring up these chats, Michelle's just going to read them anyway, because she's worried that they're about her 
So I've already read them. I know you have because you can't help yourself. Uh, CT Van Hoos, how you doing, CT? He said Michelle cracks me up. Sorry to hear about this change. Michelle cracks me up too. That's why I force her to live stream with me and podcast with me against her uh, better judgment. I've literally not done anything funny, but thank you. Shonem said, a friend of mine seems to get fired at least three times a year or more, but he's had his current job for at least 10 months. So it looks like he's set now. Well, good for him. It sounds like he Mm -hmm. needed the right management and probably the right, the right job to stick around. I had never held a job for more than three years other than the job I have now, which is, you know, working for me, but yeah, cause I worked at pop cinema for just under three years and I worked at uh, DATV for just about three years and everywhere else. It was like a year or less or substantially less. So yeah. Now you said you've been fired once before, but was it really fired or were you laid off? No, I was really fired. Well, I, I like was fired in the way in like the, the shitty way where like, no, oh, as opposed to the me. great way when you're fired. Well, like, yes, <laughs> like, like you'd hope if you're fired, somebody would say, Hey, we don't want you here anymore. So we're going to stop putting you on the schedule and please don't come here and keep asking about the schedule. Where was this? Um, uh, Sam Goody. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah, Sam just, was not a goodie to you. No, they just stopped putting me on the schedule and pretended like they would put me back on the <laughs> schedule. And I like called every week and they were like, no, no hours. No, nope, And I was no, like, I'm 18 no. and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> For the record, that was, I feel like that's how I spoke every day that I was 18. Like no matter what the conversation was like, I'm 18 and I don't know what's going on. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> David Denor accidentally p- pasted something from his work slack into our chat room. <laughs> I mean, that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, David Denor said, ignore that. The work chat, the work stuff that bled into the chat. Well, Michelle, I just want you to know that a friend of mine who owns a business outside of Philly is looking for part-time workers in a warehouse, a movie warehouse. Wow. So, yeah, if you ever if if you're if he's still looking when you're a free agent, I can always give you his contact info. Where outside of Philly? I don't know exactly, but he said his his call for workers was, "Do you live in Philly or South Jersey?" Mm. So I'm guessing it's near Philly, relatively. Or South so, Jersey? Well, I think it is in Jersey, but I think it's like really close to the uh, Pennsylvania border. So yeah, that's like that's like for me now. It's like forever. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sorry i was trying to find you a lead in a state i don't no, even live in i Jeez. appreciate i appreciate do you, it do you i don't know <laughs> so so you get you get laid off from your your main gig mm-hmm. and for those who are not aware michelle has become a home inspector and she had joined up with a company that I guess they were expanding into the area you live, but that's in quotes because they never gave you any work. I mean, they did invest a little bit of money in you, but, but that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So they informed you yesterday, although you were like ready to give them an ultimatum. I I already had given him basically an ultimatum that was like, Hey, Hey, like you're, you're not, what's going on? Cause like, (coughs) I, 
sorry. Oh, I'm you're fine. Please. Oh, um, I I had been like trying to be really nice about this, about the fact that like I kind of met all of the requirements because there was a couple of certifications I still had to get originally. But then like I met everything and I did a couple of things and then there was just nothing. So I had a couple of times, like the only time the things got done was when I would say like, hey, do you need anything for me? What's going on? And then something would happen. And last time I was like, hey, what's up? Like anything I can do to make this move forward. He, the, he was basically just like, sorry, we ain't gotten any jobs right now. Like we're doing really bad, and I was yeah. just like, "Great, that's not helpful at all." Awesome, hooray! So, and then like nothing for like another month. So I was finally like, "Hey, do you still want to do this with me?" And then he was like, "Yes." And then he was like, "No." Yeah, I changed my mind. I didn't go. No, I changed my mind. He informed you that the business was not going to be able to support new people. Yeah, yeah. So and and it, it's a bummer. But it was, it was, you were literally ultimatum was the wrong word. Cause yeah, you had already given him an ultimatum. You were getting ready to give him your marching, you know, his marching orders just to mm-hmm. take a hike, get yeah. out of here. I'm, I'm doing this on my own. So now Michelle, you will be going back to your plan from a while ago to start your own home inspection, you know, your, your own independent home inspection business. Yeah. I'm now six months behind where I could have been, but that's fine. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. At least you have three months of work <laughs> to to prepare. I guess. You, there's no I guess. You have three months of, of work to prepare. Unless they fire me because I start doing a really bad job. You, but that has literally been your argument since before they were firing you. Yeah, I know. My point is maybe you overestimate the likelihood of you being fired. I don't know. I feel like I got fired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I get that you emotionally feel like you got fired, but you got laid off. Oh, uh, chat people help me out. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I believe that being fired would mean that you're being let go due to your own work performance as to where being laid off is when you're being let go due to something related to the business and its performance and their need of your services, not the quality of your services. And I believe that the end result is the same and I don't care. So the end result isn't always the same. Usually when you're fired, you don't have a good reference. Oh, but I don't need a good reference. Oh, well that must be nice. (laughs) My, my former boss, when he fired my ass, he, he made, he shook my hand and said it wasn't personal and then blocked me on Facebook later that afternoon. Oh, what a chotch. Let's call him on the phone right now. Okay. <laughs> I, I know, right? We're going to, we're, that's where we're headed. We're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to degenerate into, into me just like calling my old boss on the phone. Shonem sent in a, a chat. He said, it's hard to tell since some people like to make a firing feel as painless as possible. So it might've been a soft letdown approach. That could be, I mean, in Michelle's case, I don't think considering, the uh everybody's getting laid off at the at the main job but then on the other one uh you literally had never worked for the guy so he yeah, had no judge your quality of work he yeah. had you just in standby mode mm-hmm. which i hated i mean we talked about that at length in january 
we were yeah. talking about that a bunch and and i was you know me though i'm gonna pretty much always be like ah eh, f- screw them go do what you want that's always mm-hmm. my i mean granted that's because that's the best advice i ever got was to screw them do what you want of course my when when i got fired i thought i had a plan and my plan was to go part-time at that job although I was already part-time because I had no benefits. I just had to work 34 hours a week and, uh, and had no flexibility in my schedule, but I was not full-time. I was not full-time. And you know what the funniest thing is? People always go like, ah, you know, that's just like those, those people. It's like, yeah, those people that run a nonprofit organization. Cause the place I worked at was a nonprofit organization, <laughs> but, but no, um, when, when they let me go, it was, it, what had happened was I had demand, not demanded. I had requested, that I wanted a shorter work week. And I offered to let them take as long as they needed to find someone to take, pick up my hours. I offered to take a month or two of still working what I'd already agreed to until mm-hmm. they figured it out. My boss pulled the, that thing where he literally said, Oh, okay, we'll talk about it. And then he scheduled the time to talk to me about it and then left before our, our meeting was scheduled. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he left. Like I pulled in. My shift started at um I want to say one o'clock. Or maybe it was three o'clock. Doesn't matter. I can't remember now. I think it was three o'clock. I pulled in and literally he was pulling out of the parking lot and leaving. And our meeting was like scheduled for like four. And he never came back. So I ended up having to go to him and basically say, like, dude, if you don't give me an answer on this, I'm gonna quit. Cause like this isn't fair. Mm-hmm. So then he yeah. was like, uh, all right, we'll do it. And then I was like, okay. So then he needed a month. So I, I worked a month of those regular hours. And then the first week that I got my new schedule, he fired me the second day. Yeah. 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 But you know, I can't be mad at the guy. It's gotta be frustrating having no genitals. Like it's gotta be very frustrating just day in, day out. Like, I mean, like using the bathroom, I mean, I'm not even going into like, you know, interpersonal sexual things. I'm just talking about like day in, day out, how the underwear fits. It's just really, why are you shaking your head? You think it's fine to have no genitals? (laughs) I don't think this is a nice thing to say about someone. What do you mean? Jeez, I don't know. Wait, no, no. I'm not saying, uh, he has no genitals. I'm saying he has no he's like a Ken doll down there and it makes him really angry at everybody. Okay. First of all, if, if we weren't getting into this whole, that's not a nice thing to say, you know that if he didn't have any genitals underwear would probably fit really nicely and everything would be comfortable. You, well, if he wears panties, which he probably does, you're right. Okay. <laughs> Michelle, let Michelle make the correction. My old boss has no genitals and wears women's underwear. Thank you, Michelle. I apologize for getting a little wearing women's underwear. If it's a comfort thing, I get it, you know, or even a fashion thing. I get it. (laughs) I'm so glad you could set the record straight, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm just, but all I'm saying is, you know, it's gotta be hard, you know, walking through life with just no genitals whatsoever. So, I mean, I'm sure he would, you know, he would be happy to talk about it if he hadn't blocked me on Facebook, um, which was also probably just a knee jerk reaction to the rage of the genital genitalless man. But (laughs) what's he going to do, Michelle? What's he going to fire me again? He's going to call me and ask me if I want to come back to work for him so he can fire me again. I I don't care. 
He could do that. <laughs> if he had been a, a, an adult about firing me, we would be friendly now because it turned out so well for me. I would be thankful. But instead, he fired me like a total, like a total bitch. So, so I don't have nice things to say. <laughs> so you wanted him to, when he said, let's talk about it, to actually stay and talk to you about it and then say, like, listen, I need somebody to work more than that. I can't do the two people thing. How about can you can you stay at your normal hours? Because if not, like, I don't think we can work this out. Would that would have been better? That would have been something somebody would do if they were a person who had respect in their heart for other mm -hmm. humans. But he didn't just do I mean, or if he had just you know, came to me and been like, look, I don't really like having you here anymore. Like, I don't feel like you fit. I think it's time for us to part ways, which is partially what he said. You know, uh, if, if he had said that stuff and not been a little baby, well, cause I, I, I'll never forget. I was angry, but I wasn't mad at him until I got home and saw he had, he had blocked me on social media. Yeah, Be because then I was like, oh, so this is definitely personal. And that's why he went out of his way to say it's not personal is because he knew it was personal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I. Yeah, people suck like because it would have been it. It actually would have been easier and more beneficial to just come to you and be like, listen, I can't reduce your hours mm -hmm. because this and this and this like, I'm really sorry. Like, I hope you stay. But I would understand if you left. Well, I also will say now that I have time to look back, I think that he fired me. It was retaliatory because I gave him a negative. Um, I gave him a negative um, assessment to the board of directors. But it, and it wasn't um, that thing anonymous. It doesn't matter if it's anonymous. He knew it was me because he and I had clashed. I don't know. I think I think you're supposed to do it in a way if you're his boss. That like he, Yeah. Well, he also was able to fire me with impunity because I was still a part-time employee even though I was working 34 hours a week because at a company okay. that after being there for 3 years, I should have been put in front of the board to be fired. Yeah. But I wasn't. So I, how, uh, Sorry. How could he get away how like were you you were you consistently working 34 hours a week? I think now you got to pardon me for a minute. Cause it has been almost a decade. It yeah. was whatever the most hours were without ever being considered full-time are here. 29. Uh, I feel like it was more than 29. Um, I mean, it could have been long enough ago that it was different, but yeah. normally the way things are right now is that anything 30 and over is full-time employment. Yeah, I, w I was never considered full-time. I was never given the full-timers benefits because full-timers had benefits. Paul Lee just chimed in. Oh, and Eric said it was 30 hours. Paul Lee said yeah. 32 hours is the, the is in Ohio. Oh, hey, Eric Whiting's in here. I'm not. <laughs> Eric, did you like, was it like the bat call? Did you hear I was insulting a certain boss and you, uh, and you immediately had to tag in? Uh, yeah, it was 30. I thought it was something around like 30 hours somewhere in that mm -hmm. neighborhood. So it was 30 hours. Um, <laughs> Eric's like, I'm at my desk listening. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So um, anyway, my point was, you must have just heard me saying genitalis over and over. <laughs> he said my spider senses. Eric Whiting said my spider senses went off. 
Uh, well, I mean, the genital genitalist man will never see this because he's blocked me on social media. I've also referred to him as genitalist for about six years now. Every time I speak publicly about him, <laughs> I never say his name though. No, I never do. I had to think about that, but I don't, I don't say his name, but it was, that was the, the, I do think it was retaliatory because we had, he was the boss that took me aside once to tell me my dreams were foolish and that I should have a backup plan for, you know, what I want to do with my life. And I should be realistic. And I remember sitting there thinking like, oh, it's so weird. I thought he was my boss, not my goddamn father. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It, 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 I was mistreated by that dude. Eric, uh, I don't want to drag you into this bunch, but Eric, I'll ne- I, I will never forget. I sincerely thought I was imagining it. That's how, how sen- oversensitive I'm used to being in life. I really thought I was imagining that the boss was like, was cornering me out and, and, and picking on me. And then one day Eric just went like, man, he really has it out for you. And I was like, Oh my God, he really does. I should also mention that when I went to my office to pack all my stuff and leave, stop reading the chat. I'm telling you a story. Okay. <laughs> I can see you, you know, no, but, uh, no. But, what, <laughs> but when I was packing up my stuff to leave my office, right. Mm-hmm. I went into my supervisor's office to tell him goodbye. Mm-hmm. And literally he was like on his computer working. So I just said like, well, I'll, uh, I'll see you. I'll see you later, I guess. And he literally lifted up his head and went, uh, and literally went early dinner. Cause we eat dinner on the clock. Cause we work three to nine. So he thought I was just like going to dinner at like four 15 instead of after five. Mm-hmm. He had no idea. I was being, I was being fired that day and wow. he was my direct supervisor. Wow. So it's pretty, it's so anyway, Andrew Shearer uh, made a comment. Um, I'll have to read some of it off of the screen, but he said, my one experience being fired was devastating. I'd been with the company for three years and took a transfer to another city only to be canned after four shifts. I was 20 and it was my first time living away from home. Did it lead to better things? Eventually. Yes. Yes. But at the time I was terrified and felt helpless. And I remember every second of it. That's That's very terrible. That's how I felt too. I mean, you were, you and Andrew were two of the first people I called when I got fired Mm -hmm. and I was scared shitless. I really, I really thought like, what am I going to do? How am I going to live? I'm, you know, too weird and stupid. Um, Oh, Shonem just said in, on uh, YouTube said, it'd be hard for you to say his name, Henrik, since you have to pronounce it extremely high pitched due to the fact that he was also born without balls. <laughs> Thank you, Shonem. I appreciate the solidarity, my friends. I did not mean to to vent about this a bunch, but uh, I don't think about it very much. And it still makes, I, I still, I think I have every right to be mad, but in hindsight, considering the, like I had to confront him once because he made a comment about my weight when I worked there. Um, because I complained that I did a job. So at that job, we used to do banquets and stuff. We would film them. Right. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the organization that hired us literally asked me what meal I wanted because, you know, they have to prep the, you know, the catering. 
So I told them and then they never served me a meal. So I, I worked for six hours without a meal and I didn't pack a meal because I was told I was being provided a meal, but nobody fed me. And I think that I have a right to be a little mad that I have to work six hours without eating uh, with no opportunity to go anywhere and get food either. Um, yeah. And I made a, I did what I think you're supposed to do. I didn't make a scene. I didn't walk up to the client and be rude. I told my boss, the mm-hmm. person who made the job, Hey, this happened to me. And his response was, well, you're, you're like, oh, trying always trying to be into fitness, right? You've always been trying to lose weight. It helps. And I was just like, the fuck did you just say to me? That's so, sh- that's so shitty. Yeah, it is. It is totally shitty. And, and especially shitty. Cause it's like, Hey, I'm your employee. I'm the person that you're supposed to represent the best interests of in situations like this. And all, and I didn't walk in there saying like those sons of bitch, blah, 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 blah. I came in and was like, Hey, I worked at event and they promised me food and then never fed me. That's what I had to say. And his response mm-hmm. was defensive. And, and then he started saying, oh, remember, you're there to work, not to eat. It's like, I'm, I'm working six hours. How about I talk to OSHA about that? How about that? You son of a bitch. Like, God. Oh, sorry. I hadn't thought about that one in a while. But that's why I think that that's why I think he was retaliatory. I think I may have been the only person in that office that would say something negative about him. And I said it to the board because I was told I didn't file a special thing. It was my yearly review of my boss. Yeah. And I said that he made inappropriate comments and that he did not seem to care about my well-being. So. (sighs) Anyway. And then about three months later, I got contacted by one of the members of the board telling me that they were surprised that I was even able to be fired. Um, and then he, and then asking me if I wanted to file a complaint and, uh, and I was like, well, if I do what happens, he's like, you might get your job back. And I was like, pass. <laughs> I think you should have filed a complaint anyway. And if they offered you your job, you could have just not taken it. I, at that point, I think I was actually too busy trying to make a living making mm-hmm. movies. Which, I mean, because don't get me wrong, you know, the first three, four, five months were really scary. So, and I didn't mean to get so angry and so negative. I apologize. Um, but man, I was really treated poorly. <laughs> I haven't thought about it in a while. Um, so, you look so mortified. It's not nice. Which thing? The whole, the whole thing. It's all not nice. I know I'm not nice. I, I have no apologies. I, there are very few people in this world who've treated me as inappropriately as that guy. Yeah. If, if I saw him in public, I would point and laugh. <laughs> I've always believed that if you want to, uh, make somebody realize that they're f- a fool, you have to mm-hmm. laugh at them. Like there's no better way. Cause like, cause then if they get mad, they're the asshole because it's like, it's like, why'd you punch this guy? The cops are like, why'd you punch this guy? It's like, cause he was laughing at me. It's like, yeah, God, everybody's a critic, you know, (laughs) but like, um, no, it's like, it's like when people, uh, like when I'm driving and somebody like cuts me off driving really fast and kind of recklessly on a little road. And then we end up at a stoplight and we're both like right next to each other again. I'll just start laughing, like look right at them and laugh. I mean, 
Not that that happens even every week. That happens like maybe twice a year. It happened more than once. I only know about the one time. It's happened more than once, but less than five times. I guarantee you that's true. (laughs) You got me. I lived in Jersey. That's 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 where that would happen plenty. I, I mean, I just think it's you. Just you're supposed to flip people off. Oh, that's no fun. Everybody's expecting that. <laughs> what? Am I crazy? Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. No, it all it all makes sense. It's all fine. Oh God, that's even worse. It all makes sense. It's all fine. Oh no. So, so Michelle, let's get. I'm, I apologize. I did not mean to hijack that. I just got really upset. That really pissed me off to remember all that bullshit. Yeah. So your plan is you're going to strike it out on your own, right? I guess. Yeah. You guess? Yeah. I don't think you guess. I think you know. Okay. You're going to strike it out on your own? Sure. So what's your, do you, uh, refresh my mind. It's been a hot minute. So do you still have your web address and stuff? I stopped paying, but I should be able to get it right back. Cause yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't stop paying like it. You know, like I stopped paying for it to be hosted by yeah. whatever the hell. You still own is. the domain name. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hopefully. So what what is your what is your home inspection company called again? It's called Our Best Home Inspections. Yes. Our best. I love that. So when you were you good. Drew- <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that I said that it should be a DBA of your of of I'm so sorry LLC. That would be your <laughs> that would be the parent company of all of your endeavors. Is yeah. I'm so sorry LLC. So I I'm just going to say I think it's a great idea for you to be your own boss, like a thousand percent. And I think it's overdue. I like, I, I mean, I hope it works out. Cause I like, um, towards the end of my relationship with the guy who just let me go, um, <laughs> with home inspections, I was starting to get panicked that he was going to actually give me a job. Cause I was like, I don't want to do this. And then I was like, I don't want someone to tell me when I have to work. And I'm like, and it's, it's home inspections. So for the most part, it's not like I'm going to be doing them at like from like nine to 12 at night, because then you can't see anything. So there's, you know, there's normal hours basically. I assume they're mostly like lunchtime or after work. Um, no, actually they're mostly morning and then. Like noon, just because they they can run like three or four hours if the house is too big. So you want to, if you're doing two a day, you want to have one in the morning and then one in the afternoon, basically. Okay, that makes sense. I I Um, do know minimal things about a home inspection, so mm -hmm. so uh, bear with me. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I assume in the summer, like if somebody wanted to have one at five, I guess I don't want to do one at five, but if they needed it, yeah, I guess. Um, but like, you know, in the winter you have limited time because once it gets dark, it's really hard to do things outside at least. Um, so, but yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really, really tired of, and I'm like, I'm like, I am really comfortable working a set schedule, but I just don't want people to make the schedule for me. You you want to make the set schedule. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I see. I think that makes perfect sense. That's exactly how I like to be and how I like to live. Mm -hmm. Although I, 
I, oh, I like I never have a set schedule for more than two weeks straight. Yeah. Because that's I've never worked on a movie that lasted more than two weeks. So once I get home, it's a little bit more loosey goosey. But I think that's the way most people are in between gigs that involve other people. You know what I mean? Like when you're just at home doing your own clerical work, you just kind of do whatever, you know, do Mm -hmm. half of it on the couch. If you want half of it on your phone, self-employment is a, it's a hell of a thing. But Michelle, this means that soon I will be able to dedicate to you the title of fun employed. No, because I still have a job. No, I said soon. I didn't say today. No, I mean, no, I mean, hopefully by the time I lose this job that I'll have some, I'll have some inspections and then I won't be, I won't be unemployed. Fun employed. No, I don't like that term. Why don't you like fun employed? It makes me so upset and I don't know why. I'm the one who made it up. No, I've heard other people say it. Okay, well, so I only many rem- other people. I only remember making it up when I got fired from my job. I mean, if you did I'm it, sure, it spread. I'm sure that I mean, there's no way that I'm the first person to think "un" is the second half of "fun." Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that I'm not the only person. But I, I, in my circle of people, I'm the only person I know who says "fun employed." Okay, I know like tons of people who say it. Unfortunately. <sighs> And what are they referring to? Just being without work? Yeah. But like, it's always like right after they lose their job. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause that's when you're fun employed. Cause it hasn't started to hurt yet. Yeah. So. I'm not. No, no, I'll be, I gotta, I gotta have money coming in before I'm out of this job. I mean, that would be ideal 100%. And you have plenty of time to start making that happen. So what's your, what's your first step? Like, what are you going to do when we are done streaming today? Um, I can't do anything else today. I've done too many things. Right what have now. you done today? Uh, just like really stressed out about things. Um, I <laughs> Like, there's only so much I can do right now because of all of the things that have just happened. Sure. Um, but the first, the first thing that I need to do when I start doing things like maybe tomorrow or when I'm at work on Friday um, is I have to get uh, errors and emissions insurance again. Ah, the old ENO, which is, you know, if there was ever something I would not have assumed that we would both need. Yeah. It would be ENO insurance. Yeah. The moment you said you needed an ENO policy, I was like, what? <laughs> For those not in the know, when you make a feature film and you want it broadcast on television or cable, you need an ENO policy for that movie. Now the policy is just for that movie though, which is nice because it's not an ongoing thing. You pay it generally one time mm-hmm. um, and it covers it. Now, of course the size of the movie, the scope of the movie, the amount of people involved, et cetera, et cetera, has all the effect on how much that ENO policy is going to cost. It could only cost uh, 18 or $1,900 sometimes. But sometimes it costs like five grand or 20 grand. (laughs) It it really depends. It it depends wholly. But like if I, most of the movies I make, if I show it to the, you know, people, they're Mm going to be like, ah, that's like a two grander. And you'll be like, all right. Now in the immortal words of Fred Olin Ray, 
if you ever if you ever violate something to where you need your eno your eno will pretty much immediately drop you because they'll be like you're too high risk because you didn't do this right and then you have to be like oh cool so i paid for an eno policy that didn't actually cover me when i need when it was violated and as again in the immortal words of fred olin ray one of the the most prolific filmmakers of our generation of not even our generation of a generation. Um, uh, why did I get in the film business? I should have gotten the ENO business. That was, that was what Fred always tells me whenever we're talking about, ENO. Uh, David DeNoyer come and said, sorry, our phones are crazy today. I just wanted to pop in and say, Michelle, you got this. It's perfectly understandable to be stressed the fuck out, but three months is, pr- is plenty of time to get a plan and put it into action. Plus worst comes to worst. I think uh, gigs could find a job and help for a bit. I hope so. And thank you. So if gigs got a job just, you know, for a little while to help things out, would it be a part of the gigs economy? (laughs) I mean, probably. Uh, Anyway, your Uber's here. It's gigs. It's just, (laughs) it's just gigs driving the Uber. Gigs can't drive. Yet. you'd be be amazed what gigs would would pull together if it it meant helping you Uh, i don't think a lot but that's (laughs) you think gigs would let you have some of her food from her dish yes but she'd probably make that sound that she makes when she doesn't understand what's going on what's that sound i i don't know yes you do you know exactly what that sound is what is it are you not now all of a sudden you're afraid to make a impression of your cat sound mm-hmm. oh come on it's just he between just like, us no it's not it's just you and me and whoever is vaguely listening there's at least one or two other people listening right now that's nonsense okay you build up your courage while i take this chat uh, okay. My buddy, Ron, Ronald Lynch just commented. I fired myself from my IT job at Honda. I was overworked and burnt out. They just kept wanting to take more and more. I remember that I got pushed to a point where my work life balance was trash. I was told by a boss to cancel plans. I'd made to do things with my family uh, to go work another 12 hour day. I finally snapped and told that boss off. It was a tough time to be jobless, but I have zero regrets at telling Mo to fuck off and eat a bag of dicks. That's in quotes. Um, no, Ron, I'm glad you seem to be in a way better place these days than you were when you were stuck at Honda. So good on you, man. At yeah. first it's, and that's the, that's the tricky thing with jobs. And one of the reasons I'm glad I don't have one is, uh, <laughs> is they, they, it, it, it always starts as a blessing to be given more responsibility and more work because usually if you're lucky, you're getting more money too, mm-hmm. but that's almost more dangerous. You know, the places where they're just like, here's more stuff to do, but anyway, nothing else is changing. You're like kind of keeping your eye on that. You know, you're like, Oh, okay. But like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching for if I'm being taken advantage of, but when they're like, mm-hmm. here's more work and more money, you're like, okay, you're just supposed to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a threshold, as Ron pointed out. There's a threshold of humanity. There's a threshold of burnout. I mean, I remember when you used to work and show apartments. Like, you Mm -hmm. were really working all the time. Yeah. Just all the time. Have you thought about trying to get apartment showing gigs? No. Okay. I was just curious. No, I mean, in order to do that. Like, because most places, like, I'd need a... I need a, I need to be a real estate agent to do that. And I'm not, 
I thought that was the entire reason you became a home inspector, right? You want to be a realist. <laughs> Sorry. Remember, that was what everybody would ask. They'd be like, oh, are you becoming a realtor? It was one like, no. person. No, it was everybody. It was every it was single one person. person. It was every human being alive. It was like, oh, you're becoming a realtor. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm becoming a home inspector. Um, But no, I think this will be good. So, <clears throat> so you're going to... Uh, did you you built the website? I remember you showed me some of it. Yeah, it's all ready. I just have to pay again, but I don't want to do that until I have ENO insurance. Sure. And then also, I need to. I want to contact a different, um, uh, radon company to see if they'll work with me. Sure. Um, or e- either that, or contact the other radon company and say, "Hey, I know it's been six months." But are we still okay with this deal that we had? Just blame um, it on Putin. It works. Did you know? Yeah. Like, I was going <laughs> to get to it, but then there was a war. I know. I <laughs> know it's not in the same country, but, <laughs> like, um, yeah. So, so I got to do those two things. And then I'm basically ready to go after those those two things happen. Good. Um, <clears throat> I. I'm waiting for my business cards to come. And as soon as they come, I could start going to some open houses and just throwing them around. <clears throat> like like Gambit from X-Men? I don't know what that means. Oh, he, he was the one who, if he touched things, they became explosives. So no. the things he used for his superpower were playing cards because he could throw them all over. Oh, okay. And he was Cajun, at least in the cartoon he was Cajun. I actually just got a box of business cards in the mail today. Really? I buy so many business cards. I'm going to show it to you, but you got to be patient. (laughs) But I buy a lot of business cards because I have a lot of little things to promote that are not physical, you know, don't exist physically. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I have, and I sell physical media on my web store. So I like to give, have little handouts. Like I have a weekly spooky business card. That's nice. Isn't that neat? Yeah. I like how it has all the like Apple podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, you know, all at the bottom. I think that's a nice yeah. little card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have, I have like one for the babysitter massacre books. Uh, I'd have to dig to find it. Cause I'm almost out of those, but that I need to do a new one. Cause it only has three and now there's four. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the newest one I'm very excited about is the watch oh. boggy Creek, the series on Tubi. Card. Cool. Which I think turned out real nice. Yeah, mine isn't that nice. I could do you want? I could have designed your card. No, I just it just like just says like, hey, this is home inspection. Here's I'm my so number. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry I left this card here. <laughs> Please recycle. Um, yeah. Is this the other one? One. Oh yeah, this was the most recent one I had before that one was the, was the popcorn fodder on two B card. Sorry. There we go. Okay. Yeah. That's nice too. Yeah. And so I'll keep like three of each of these in my wallet, maybe Mm -hmm. just one of each depending. Um, So I can show, I can like hand them to somebody. If I know, I run into somebody I know anybody and they'd be like, what are you up to? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I go on Tubi. And then whenever you order a DVD or Blu-ray from henflix.com, I stuff all of that stuff into the package. That way you can kind of get an idea of what's out there to watch for free. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and then, because see for Patreon, see for Patreon, I forgot that I could just follow myself with the mic. Oh. Then for Patreon, I have like a big handout. Yay. 
I like that one too. You know, the secret is postcards cost like a, like 47 cents or something. And you have to buy like 500. These are just four by six photo prints and they okay. cost like 11 cents or nine mm-hmm. cents. And you yeah. can get like five if you want. And you can get them if you're in a hurry. You can get them at like a drugstore printed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, real quick. Mad Metal Man sent us a little note, said driving, but listening. Well, thank you, Mad Metal Man. We're always happy to have you here with us. Hope things are going very well for you. Um, Paul Lee, who is one of the self-employed mafia. um, (laughs) uh, I told my old boss, I don't have to be here anymore. Then they found out I was the only guy that knew how to run three machines. So uh, MI had them over a barrel. So I, I think it's, so I yeah, had them over I, yeah, I think it's, yeah. quote unquote worked there till they closed the doors, read my comics, finished about a book a night, uh, or watched movies on my phone. Now, 100% my own boss. I do what I want when I want, LOL. Isn't that the best? And, and the best part about being self-employed is you'll be like, I do what I want when I want, which is what I say all the time. And it's like, except right now I have to sit down and do taxes, <laughs> you know, or like, except right now I have to do paperwork. I no, mean, that's what you want to do. I, I, yeah, it's totally. Uh, yeah. If only people knew how sexy making movies for a living is. I have a pile of paperwork to manage, organize, and sign. You all just wish you were me right now. I'll tell you what. <sighs> what okay, so last week we were. Uh, I was filming something. Uh, it's still a secret for right now. If you want to know mm-hmm. what it is, you need to be a member of the Patreon because that's where I tell secrets before they're supposed to be public. But it's uh, I'm shooting. I was shooting something for a project, and literally, uh, I was working with Rachel on it. And literally, we were about to say action on the first scene of the first day, and my phone rings, and it was about my taxes. It was like I was like, we need the details of this thing for your taxes, and I was like. Okay. So I like gave the details. They're like, okay, now what are you going to pay the fees with? And I was like, ah, and I like pulled my wallet out and I literally standing in the middle of the woods, we were about to roll camera. <laughs> and now I'm reading out of my discover card to pay my taxes. That's uh, how they get you. <laughs> so luckily they didn't have like a, a very uh, Indian accent. Like, yes. You need to pay our taxes. <laughs> David Denoyer just commented said, and said, but first let me pay my taxes. LOL. Yeah, it was, but it was so funny because I remember I turned to Rachel. I said, this is what people don't get about my life. This is the part of my life. I can't stand. <laughs> Cause this is like the exact example of what happens. It's like, wow, it's so cool. You make movies for living. I am like, I know. And then it's like, and uh, oh, hold on. Gotta pay my taxes right now. <laughs> uh, gotta love it boy howdy so michelle do you want me to make you cry like i did last week should i just do that no i can do that if you need me to. no no it's okay i don't really want to cry anymore okay if you insist Mm -hmm. um david denoyer said diet coke don't buy itself that's true that's what i say to myself every morning when i wake up and it's time to hustle paul lee said i guess i don't get to do 100 what i want when i want but i do interviews for my podcast times get crazy when people live outside est i'm actually doing a podcast tonight with a gentleman in japan but that's luckily so many hours from now luckily he's willing to do it based on my time zone so we're doing it at 7 30 oh. my time 
Did you know that right now in Japan it's four twenty-five in the morning? I did because because uh, I'm pretty sure every time I've done his podcast, he's always been in Japan. So every time I've done his podcast, it's always been like first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. which is super weird. Um, but uh, there was something I was gonna say. Oh, uh, but I was gonna say, Paulie, I, I think you could agree with me on this. My standpoint isn't that I literally get to do whatever I want when I want, but that like like a solid 80% of my job is pretty cool. And the number's never even been over 20% when I've worked for anybody. You know what I mean? Like I've never been over 20% happy at any job except my own, my own business. So, but anyway, Michelle, okay. So <clears throat> let me get ready to make you cry. Um, no, it's okay. Michelle, I'm fine. I'm fine. Michelle, no, Michelle, no, no, I'm not going to try to make you cry, but, um, but no, please just know, you know, I support you. And so does everybody who listens to the show. There may not be many of them, but they're sweethearts. Every last one of them. So, and can you, can you inspect homes in Ohio legally? Or is that a no? I mean, not now, not unless I have a license in Ohio. I can't it's the reciprocity. Like it was, they, it's, I definitely can't, since I'm licensed in New Jersey, it's really easy for me to, to get a license in Ohio, I think, but I don't live near Ohio. Yes, you do. You're literally bordering Ohio. My state is. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm the worst. Uh, you cur- you can currently conduct home inspections without a license in Ohio. However, you will need to have a home inspector license by July 1st, 2021 to conduct home inspections in Ohio. Oh, that, confused me thanks google yeah yeah thanks google that didn't confuse me at all all right well you get if you if you i could i'll pay you to inspect my house how much does a home inspection cost uh i don't know it depends on the size of your house how how big is your house um it's like 1080 square feet somewhere in that neighborhood like 400 bucks or something uh how about 380 how about how about I do it for five dollars? Because that's how much it cost me to make the, uh, the um um the 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 report. <laughs> I mean, I do appreciate a friend offering to do work at cost. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> but all right, well, I think we should get out of here. I think uh, we both got plenty of things to do. Uh, I think we both got plenty of things we need to go worry about. Okay. I feel like that's important. An important part of our day. Okay. What, you're not going to go worry when we get off the show? No, I am. Okay, I just want to make sure. I want to make sure you're feeling okay. You know, I'd be checking your, your forehead if you were <laughs> making sure you didn't have a fever. So, but I'm proud of you, Michelle. Thanks. I am. Oh, no. <laughs> you're so sad about it. Uh, Paulie said, have a good day, you all. You too, Paulie. So, Michelle, you take care of yourself and... Uh, We'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Same stone cold time, same stone cold channel. Oh, Michelle, I'm sorry. You have final. No, I don't. I don't have anything to say. I'm just here. There's a person walking outside. I wonder who they are. I don't know. I, I don't know, but thanks. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Come back. (laughs) Don't leave Uh, me here. 
This was like one of the, remember those old uh, those old educational films where it'd be like, what would life be like without zinc or without springs? It's like, come back, springs. That's what that's what that was. That was your moment where you're like, no, I need Hedrick. I forgot. <laughs> All right, <laughs> bye everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.